Today we're going to talk about um, how lucerne is used on this farm. So I'm just going to get Tyler Good to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about his background and um, where he's come from and what he does on, on this property. Thanks Derek. Um, hey, so I've um, been at Williston for uh, seven years now. Um, I started as a, a junior shepherd and, um, and have been lucky enough to uh, progress through um, a few roles and have now just taken on a um, new role recently as uh, the finishing manager. And um, we've been measuring the lucerne on this property and over the time we've been here I think the area has increased from about five hectares to now over 350 hectares of lucerne. So that must, that's made quite a change to the production profile here. How do you use the lucerne on this farm? Um, so we do uh, finish our lambs and, um, and our hoggets, um, lamb our hoggets on it. Um, we also uh, do a little bit of baleage as well off it when needed. Okay, um, so a lot of this lucerne is on hill country. Some of this area might not be so easy to make baleage out of. Yep. But you said you use it for hoggets, so tell us a little bit about that. When do you, when do you mate your hoggets and, and when are they lambing? So they're mated in the uh, first week of May, um, where our target is to have them at 50 kilos. Um, when the ram goes out uh, this year, they were about uh, between 52 and 53 kilo average, um, which we're very happy with um, due to having a uh, very good summer. Um, and then, so they're uh, mated for two cycles, um, and then uh, they're um, taken through um, through the winter and then uh, set stocked on, um, on the lucerne. So we set stock them um, literally uh, just after their pre-lamb um, animal health and um, they're set stocked literally as they um, start uh, lambing. So Tyler, I've told you that lucerne should be rotationally grazed but you're telling me you're set stocking your hoggets on your lucerne. So tell me about that. What does it look like when you set stocking on it? Um, so we're aiming for at least um, uh, uh, 2,500 uh, cover. So that's yep. what, 20, 25 centimetres yep, tall? 25 centimetres. And uh, this year, as you can see, uh, we had a really good start to the um, spring uh, and late winter. And um, we're, we're probably looking a bit higher than that at the moment. So, so they're coming on to 25, 30 centimetres of lucerne yep. to be set stocked for lambing. Yep. What, about two weeks before? Uh, no, literally um, as a couple started, of days. A yep. couple of days yep. before lambing. Yep. And then um, what sort of stocking rate are they at? Um, so we stock uh, the uh, hill country here at uh, 12 to 13, uh, hoggets to the heat there. Okay. Um, yep. And yeah. yeah, so I might have told people to lightly set stock their lucerne, but that would be when it's you know less than 10 centimetres tall. So you're letting the cover build yep. and then lambing directly onto them. So then you essentially stay away from them through that lambing period? Yep, yep, we, um, we let them do their thing. Uh, we try not to intervene if we don't have to. Um, and yeah, we, f we find if we, um, you know, the, the, they have enough cover there that if there is any, anything, any um, bad weather or anything that comes through, they're able to actually use the lucerne itself as cover as well for the wee lambs and stuff, so um, it works really well. So how many hoggets are we talking about that we're lambing on the lucerne? Uh, so we have, uh, this year there's 3,000. So you've got 3,000 stocked at 12 ewes or 12 hoggets, hoggets. plus their lambs per yep. hectare and then they're on here and you leave them for how long? Uh, so we leave them obviously till they um, finish lambing um, and then it's, uh, we just have to play it, um, 
play up by ear and um, and and we will and start boxing them up. And so we kind of semi start ro making a wee rotation. Yep. So that might be what six weeks after yep. the start. Yep. So yep. about that period of time, yep. you'll start boxing them up. So yep. we've got um, pretty good idea of of how you um, essentially do nothing. Yeah. To yep. them for about six weeks. Yep. And and just let them lamb. That's great. Yep. Thank you. Yep. So um, about six weeks after they've lambing you start boxing them up and what sort of mob sizes are you looking for for those Tyler? Um, yep so that's uh, definitely it's uh, determined by our paddock sizes so um, with the hill blocks um, as we get higher and higher the blocks get a lot bigger um, so we're looking at uh, there might be smaller mobs of maybe you know 150 ewes with the lambs um, on these smaller paddocks down the bottom and and up to um, 300 um, 300 ewes with their lambs up in these bigger blocks. So when you say a bigger block, how big is a block up um, there? So our bigger blocks are about 30 hectares, 25 okay. to 30 hectares. So they're taking 300 odd ewes yep. with their lambs through there? Yep. Okay, and then so you start that rotational grazing? Yep, and, and we'll be setting, apart, uh, uh, setting aside, um, obviously all determined on um, mob size, but um, it may be um, three to four paddocks, um, and we'll be um, uh, moving them around uh, once they uh, graze the lucerne uh, all the leaf's pretty much off except that, uh, uh, there'll be a few left so i'll just grab a stem yep so you what are you looking for yep so um they're grazing it down um to probably oh yeah probably about that yep and they'll nibble the top off like that so you you don't want them to fully graze it and you're also looking at the um the uh the um, crown of the plant, making sure they're not damaging that new growth coming along. Okay, yep. so how long might they spend in a paddock? Um, you're probably looking at uh, yeah, five to um, eight days maybe. Yep. Okay, in an individual paddock, and yep. then they get moved on as and and that moving process. A lot of people will be concerned about shifting a mob of 300 hoggets with their lambs, yep. mismothering all those sorts of things. Yep. So we um, we would probably go. We usually go through and we'll open the gates up maybe the day prior. Um, if not earlier, and, and you just kind of let them drift out quietly. You know, you kind of, by the second or third shift, you, you kind of, you already, you rock up the half a day after that and they're already through to the next block. They know they what they're doing. Of it. Yep. And okay. the lambs also, you know, by then they're starting to get old enough as well. Um, and the one thing that I've definitely learned as well is um, visually with grazing it is, um, you know, like, you think of pasture on the flats and you want to be tidying it up and getting that really good quality coming through but um, with the lucerne you know you, it's um, it can look quite untidy you know you're leaving those stalks and stuff behind but you know that that um, dies off and breaks out and you get your new shoots coming from underneath. So, right yep. yeah, some people might have another class of stock come in and clean them up yep. do you do that or do you just concentrate on the hoggets? Uh, just because we've got it um, quite heavily stocked we, we, we just have the hoggets um, on there um, in the um, in the autumn, once we're um, done with our fin lamb finishing, and we do we get cattle in, and we'll give it a, tidy a bit, up of, a bit of a tidy up then with the cattle. Yep. Yeah, great. Okay, so we've come out of a paddock, um, and this is dry. So we've measured lucerne on this property, um, and the interesting thing was the resident pasture was growing some years six ton, some years four ton, and the lucerne was growing two and a half times that each year. Um, but what does that mean for, you know, how do you, how do you know when to go back into a paddock? How long does it take you to get round a rotation? How do you work that out? Yep. So we're, we're aiming about uh, that 35 days um, works quite well for us. Um, and um, 
and obviously with uh, especially later on once it gets drier and um, we, we do have the capability of adjusting our stocking rate. So, so you can take some off if you need to as it's starting to, yep. to dry off. Yep. So because 12 um, hoggets is, is not huge stocking rate, you know, because they're, they're generally not twins. Yep. So I'd, you'd be expecting 100% lambing or 100% to tailing sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a hogget with a lamb. Yep. Um, and, but each time you're trying to go in at about that 30 centimetres, is that your target? Yep, yep. And as, as later on in the season, it, um, it definitely starts to uh, win the... Um, you know, in that summer period, it may be a little bit, um, a little bit lower due to you know lack of um, rain. Um, but uh, yeah, that just comes back to that visual assessment, um, and the, I think the key is definitely to um, yeah, you definitely have to adjust it to keep it um, growing at 100%. You know, yep, it definitely don't want to be overgrazing it. Right. So as it dries off and it doesn't grow so much, you're dropping some stocking rate at that yep. point. Tell me. Um, so how long are the animals, so they've lambed on here, yep. how long are they staying on here in a rotation? Um, so they'll stay with their, um, uh, as a urine lamb for um, 100 days till that's our weaning date. Yep, so we're looking at uh, the first week of um, January usually. Um, and that again lines up with our, um, with the uh, part, uh, with the loosening growth as well you know it's starting to dry off by that January time and it's time to um, move those um, ewes, ewes away from their lambs um, yeah as the lambs just aren't you know getting enough from or you know getting that milk from their mum anymore and, and have you thought about solely weaning earlier? Um, yes yep yep definitely it's just hard to fit it in with the other farming all system. the other stuff that's yep, happening yep. Right. but uh, it works about right you know 100 days there they're, they're, it's we find that's the sweet spot for us. Yep. And so you take the ewes away, yep. and do you get a draft off the yep. the ewes at, the, at that point? Um, Are there lambs, the lambs to go? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get, um, yep. So we're we're getting about thirty uh, or twenty to thirty percent off mum to the works. Okay. Yep, and we're killing them. We we do have the opportunity to kill them down to you know that uh, between that thirty four and thirty two kilos. Um, due to the uh, the lucerne, they 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 just yield so high, you know. We're up in the um, you know high 40s, if not some just punching at 50. Right. So they've only eaten lucerne. Their rumen hasn't developed hugely. Their gut feels not so big in there. Yep. Their dressing out percentage is yep. quite high. Okay. So um, we've got 30% away. The hoggets have been taken away. I presume they go somewhere else. Do the do the lambs then come back onto the lucerne, or what do we do with those others? Yep. So um, pretty much, and that comes back to that um, that stocking rate adjustment at that time. As we take the ewes away, they go on a rotation up the hill um, on on um, on different um, uh, feed, and then the the uh, lambs will stay on the lucerne um, and just end up going around in a rotation. We might split them into two mobs and just keep rotating them around. So these would be pretty big mobs at this stage. Yep. Yep. What sort of size are we talking about? Oh, I'm looking at, um, you know, you might be a 1,500 to 2,000 kind of thing. And yep. there's no problems with that? They're just, no, they're, they've been eating it, so they just keep eating it? Yep, yep. We find they, as soon as you take the mother away, they, they actually, you get that real lift as well. You know, they're not competing with the ewe um, for what's there. Um, yeah, so we, we find that we, um, we'll be doing another lamb kill, you know, it might be three weeks after kind of thing, right. back into them again, and it will be, um, generally, it'll be a fortnightly kill. So okay. Yep, yep. 
And um, that competition thing is one of the reasons I was mentioning potentially weaning earlier. Some of the people using Lucerne are weaning at 80, 85 days, but yep. it's got to fit in with the other farm yep. systems and things that you're doing. Um, so the, the hoggets are going away. Um, tell me what condition are they in? So we're, we're trying to, you know, they're raising a lamb and they're trying to grow themselves. How, yep. how are they doing? So what, what we've, we've found as well, um, just purely having so much good quality feed, they, um, the, the ewe will be growing as well. They, you know, we're at weaning, they're in, you know, body condition of four probably. Right, yep. so they're in great they're, condition. They're, it's time to come off the loose and it's in such great condition, you know. Um, we actually find that they're almost, yeah, too fat, you know. So really they must be getting close to their mature weight as, yep. as two tooths. Yep, so we're, we're probably weaning them at 70 kilos. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and um, but uh, and then and it works out really well. You know, we wean them. They're they're in a really good condition. They're they're completely fully grown out, um, and they go. Um, they'll go up the hill, uh, and they'll actually probably lose it. Uh, you know, drop a little bit, but but become quite a healthy body condition, um, and it actually lines up really well with us being able to flush them for as a um, as this um, second mating as a tutu. Yep, so actually we're able to um, really lift them in that autumn period as well. Okay, mm. so um, the lambs, they're going around here and you said you've got to cull every couple of weeks. Yep. And um, so do they all get finished? So they're yep. off the hoggets, they're basically yep. um, lambs for slaughter, there's no... Yep, um, and, and but yes, yeah, it's... Um, uh, weather dependent as well. We have that we have in the past. Um, if it's a bit dry or something, we just have to adjust that stock stocking rate, and um, and we just will um, sell a few stores just to keep them, keep the rest of the rest of them going, keep the cover at appropriate level. Great. So I think we've got a good idea of um, the rotational grazing here. A lot of people would be a bit concerned about animal health issues of, of grazing lucerne. Tell me, how do you deal with animal health issues on this crop? So uh, our main one would be, um, you know, like uh, red red gut um, can be quite an issue, especially on um, freshly um, sown lucerne, that first kind of graze. Okay. Yep. So um, ways we get around that is um, we um, we let it uh, actually um, mature a lot more, and um, and almost um, when it starts to wilt a little bit, it, it, it goes a bit harder, and we found that that is quite. Um, uh, yeah, a way of dealing with that. So is that a, you're talking about a new stand? Yep, yep. So a new stand, we'd normally suggest to people that they take it and take a crop of hay or something off it, but you yep. can't do that. Yep. You've got to graze it. So yep. is that experience that said occasionally we went on a bit too young yep. Yep. No, on those we crops have, yep. and we had some issues? Yep, no, we have, we have had a, <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely a, we, we've learnt from, from um, you know, mistakes, but um, yeah. It's it's just you just can't put them on it too early. It's just too rich for them, especially um, you know because the lucerne will be um, sown in the early spring, and then you know you go to graze it. You might be grazing it around um, just around that Christmas time, and it is glowing red or green essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, and it allows the lucerne as well. It puts out a flower and does its thing. So, so you're letting it get quite mature before you're doing that first grazing on yep. that. Um, on that newly sown one. What about these more established stands? Animal health issues on these, how do you deal with those? You mentioned um, there's a pre-lamb vaccination. Yep, yep, so they get a, um, they'll get an eight and one, and the lambs also get one at tailing time. 
um, and and um, and they'll also get one. So um, is that an eight and one for the lambs as yep, well? Yeah, for the for the lambs, and the, and uh, every uh, they'll get um, every month until they get kind of killed. We just keep it up to them. Okay, yep, yep. so is that again experience that you've yep. lost animals with Fostridia or yep. some other? Yep. Yep. No, definitely. So um, and we found yeah yeah um yeah. Um, yeah, avoid a lot of those, you know, you might be 10, 10% or whatever like that, but even just doing those vaccinations, we found that, you know, it makes up those, that, you know, that 10% that we might be losing. That cost to it. is Yeah, it's w- outweighs well it. Yep. Um, also, uh, other one is um, salt. We have to keep the salt um, up to them. Um, obviously, uh, the lucerne is, um, uh, holds on to the, um, the potassium, um, and the and the leaf and, yeah. the, and the sodium in the roots. Yep, yep, yep. So do you have so, salt blocks? Just yep, just salt blocks, and we also put out um, mineral minerals as well. Okay, yep, like a mineral mix, and um, we find that that's that's um, just helps helps with that. Um, also, uh, especially with the hill country, we're able to um, balance their diet as well. Um, you know, um, some of the gullies and stuff have um, still. Um, plenty of grass and stuff in there. So the, the ewes and the lambs themselves are actually uh, are able to balance their diet. It's not like a sole crop of um, just lucerne. Yep, so we, that's actually, um, yeah, definitely that balanced diet helps, eh? So um, I'm gonna suggest that animal health issues, you've actually taken care of most of them. Yep. So you're not having horror stories of dead lambs everywhere, yep. I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. All through, it's all been through uh, trial and error and learning as well as you go. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that balanced diet is the main thing. Um, you know, so some of our paddocks that um, don't have any of um, any grass or anything, and so we might we might actually, um, if we notice that they we think that they need, they're looking a bit off. You know, that that you can tell they've got a bit of a crop guts. They're not not consuming as much as you think as they much. would, yep. and you can tell straight away. And um, and we just we'll just take them off and put them on some grass paddocks for a couple of days. You know, sometimes we'll do a um, you know like a, a week or two, and then and then put them on a on a grass paddock for a week uh, for the weekend. You know, a couple of days they get a big belly of grass and they come come right straight away. Great. Yeah. Okay. Um, so two more things I want to deal with. One is we've gone through the summer. We've had the lambs. Basically, the lamb numbers are declining the whole time. The lucerne's shutting down yep. because it's getting dry. What's your autumn management, your autumn and winter management of your lucerne crops? Yep, so the, uh, the autumn will have, um, uh, if there's a, um, uh, depending season on the season, um, you know, autumn we can get a bit of a flush, but we um, try and, um, we might rest a couple paddocks, you know, that uh, a bit um, might've been overgrazed or something like that. And we try and rest um, a, a different, you know, area of that autumn period. Um, every year you know alternating and um yep so um that's uh, that's the autumn we'll have um once all the lambs are gone um we'll be say we're looking at maybe may about that may time is um you know the it's starting to get cold the loosen just isn't it just shutting just down much stops growing yep. yeah um so um we just destock it and we'll put on um we'll bring in our mobs of cattle um which lines up actually uh with the other um, with the other farming systems is so we can actually bring these cattle up and they actually do really, still really well off what, what's there. Um, you know, they can get around the gullies, they're eating a little bit of that leftover residual um, lucerne and, and really tidying it up. They're also eating, um, knocking back a lot of the weeds. Um, you know, they knock them back, um, yeah, 
and then um, over winter it's locked up. Um, the cattle are taken off, it's locked up. So give me some timings here. So you said uh, May, yep. May the cattle are coming in or are yep. they coming in before then? Uh, probably uh, about the middle of April. Okay, and yep. what when we say cattle, what 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 uh, we are? just use we just use anything that we have available, but usually there'll be R two um, finishing cattle. Yep. And the leucine isn't lush, so it's it's yep. hardened off and it's got some dead material, and so you're not really concerned about any animal health issues. Not not at all, and we actually find they actually do surprisingly well. Yep, you know they're able to um, you know get around the hill, and usually they've been on the flats all all um, summer and stuff, and, re and they're in really good condition. Um, so you know they'll they'll still be um, actually gaining gaining weight because um, there's still a wee bit of that um, residual good quality loosening, but they said it's hardened off, so they, yep, we don't get any problems at all. And how long might they be on? Is that a six week yep, period or something like that? four to six weeks, um, a bit of a rotation and really tidy the blocks up. Also, it they tidy the, uh, um, the, all the gullies up with that, um, might be like a bit of rank grass and stuff, so it actually um, that grass is able to come in and it's really good quality. So it then becomes yep. good quality again yep. in the spring for the for the hoggets yep. that come back the next year. Yep. So it all, all works hand in hand. Um, and then they're taken off yeah, at the end of May um, and then it's just locked up um, and we'll do our winter spray. Yep. Um, so so when does that happen? Yep. So we're, we're trying to um, spray it in, uh, in that well, early August kind of thing. Right. Yep. Yep. So we don't want the loose end uh, growing too much either because it knocks it does knock it back a bit. Um, but within two or three weeks it, it come, comes right again. And so tell me, um, this is sort of point country, so we're not traditional valley floor stuff here. So I'm assuming the lucerne might actually continue to grow quite a bit through that winter period yep. because you're, you're elevated and a little bit warmer? Yep, yep. so we're lucky um, where we are here is we, um, we don't get uh, too many frosts. We might only get one or two the lake next to us <laughs> right here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're pretty lucky um, with that. And yeah, it actually does tick away. Yeah, it's just quietly ticking away. Um, so I think, and that helps as well with our um, our spring cover when we set stock. It's already up and racing. You know, so we actually find in that uh, late winter we get a lot more growth than say like our, our paddocks lower in the valley. So um, and and we're still catching a wee bit of that moisture as well. So that 30 centimetres, 25, 30 centimetres that we're lambing onto, can you just tell me um, again the date of that? When, does, when, are, we, when are we lambing? Uh, so we're um, starting lambing the end of September. Yep. So that lucerne's been growing pretty much through September then. You yep. said you've, you did your spray in August. It yep. probably doesn't do very much in August, but yep. most of September you've got some growth happening yep. of that and it's giving you some cover that you can then lamb onto. Yep, yep. That's great. Mm. Okay. So Tyler, part of the, the program we've had in the Hill Country Futures has been measuring the resident versus the, the lucerne growth. And as you know, we've given you the data over three years, um, the resident pasture is ranged between three and six tonnes of dry matter. Um, but your lucerne's grown, in, even in a very dry summer, it grew 10 tonnes of dry matter. Yep. And it grew, I think it was um, 18 or 19 tonnes last year when you, had, you talked yeah, about a good summer. summer. Yep. Yeah, so how does that change um, your perception of the plant and, and how's that been useful for you? Um, I think um, being able to uh, show people that data as well, um, you know, people are probably uh, can be a bit, um, not, not scared of lucerne, but, but um, can probably think it's a bit hard to manage. Um, but uh, we've found that, um, you know, as long as you um, apply those simple 
um, you know, your basic principles. Um, um, and, and, and as you um, as you go along, you pick up pick up a few things that you'll find that will fit in your system because it might not be the same for everybody else. Um, yeah, I think it can be. A, um, a so, was it surprising for you at how much extra the loose was growing compared with your resident grass? Oh yes, massively. Yep, 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 massively. Um, yeah, definitely. Yep. And that sort of made you fall in love a little bit with the plant. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to. I mean, if you're growing oh, yeah, two yeah, to three yeah. times as much feed, why, why would you? Why would you not do it? But you know, the data's there. And it? It, yeah. well, and that's the, the useful thing about it. But part of that is, I think, as you said, you can't expect to be plain sailing right from the beginning. You made yep. some mistakes. Yeah, we all make some mistakes, and that's how we learn. Yeah, and then. The rules you learn how to break some of them. I mean, yep. you've learned how to break set stocking rules, and yep. you've yep. learned how to how to break some of the grazing rules. But it works when yep. you've got it going. It's been working for you. Yep, definitely. And I think, um, yeah, what what we've found with our, uh, you definitely got to uh, find those things that work for you. And for us, it's our our, our hoggets. You know, I think um, we've had a small amount of use on the on it previously. Um, mixed stage use. Mixed stage use, but yeah. like we've found that the, um, you know, it's just too too much. I think for them, eh? you know, they just blow out too quickly. It's just and too rich, you know. Particularly if they haven't had much exposure to it previously. Whereas yeah. you, you, over time, if mm. they've had it as a hogget, yeah. they'd actually adjust just to coming it. back onto it. But yeah. if they've been yeah. on your hard hill country and then come onto the lucerne, yeah. the risk profile is pretty, gets pretty yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And look, yeah, that's the thing is that you know, in those lambs that we wean off mum, we, you know, it's such an easy transition. You know, they've been on it with their mums. It's, you just literally don't have to worry. You just so you take mum away, and yep. they're quite happy walking around yep. afterwards because this is the feed they've had. So yeah, yeah. And we've found in the past as well, introducing, um, actually introducing bought-in lambs. Where, uh, we did that last year, and we definitely found the lambs that have been on the lucerne from day dot out competed the ones that um, had been introduced. Um, yeah, definitely, and that just comes back to that, um, that you know, that rumen development, doesn't it? Yeah, and they know what they're eating. They know how to eat it. Their rumen adjusts quickly, and, yep. and they go into it. It's one of the issues we have with people who um, set stock on the grass and then wean onto their lucerne, having yep. taken the first round as cut, yep. first, you know, cut and carried. Yep. And then there's a couple of weeks of adjustment, and they don't get the benefits that you're describing for your hoggets. Yeah. Um, and it's and the hoggets are pretty important on this farm. I mean, you, you said yeah. you've got three thousand odd. Yeah. That's quite a, an important component of the farm system. Yep. And uh, and that's the well, that's the main key to our um our our um breeding flock. I guess you know we're getting those um we're kind of we're setting them up um to thrive. Um, through through as a mixed age ewe, you know they've 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 um, they've had lambs, so they're proven, they're well grown out, um, and you can't really go wrong otherwise. You know, yep. you were not playing catch up as a to do for anything like that. You know, they um, and we and we're getting the results as well. So as yep. tutus, they're not kept separate. They or are they? Do yep, they... yep. So they'll be kept separate, um, and obviously. Um, uh, just because we've got enough, that's uh, it's enough for a couple of mobs. So, um, and it works out really good. Yep. Um, and then as a tutu, they just um, they'll get mixed up at, um, as a mixed stage geo later on. That's great. Um, so Tyler, you've um, increased the the lucerne area on this property from five to three hundred and fifty hectares. And I know this year there was another thirty odd hectares put in. So take me through that process. How do how do you determine that um, a paddock's going to go into lucerne? 
Um, so we're kind of coming towards the end of the development of, of, of our Lucent area. Um, so um, we had originally a, a small amount of Lucerne um, in, the, in the lower country around here and, and the idea came up why not take it a bit further. Um, so there was an um, area set aside um, that we want to keep developing. Um, so uh, our last, this is our last year of um, our big um, hill block, um, that 30 hectare hill block that you're talking about. Um, so that we start, th this is with all the loose in as well, uh, we go through a two year rotation of, um, of a, um, winter crop. So either it'll be um, kale or rape. Uh, so the one that we're just um, finishing up now is um, come out of uh, kale. Um, so there's two years of kale up there. Um, and we do that as well just to break the country in. It can be quite um, uh, rough terrain. So it's um, dust um, and then um, dust rolled and then um, and, and we chain harrow, maybe the, um, we'll chain harrow the seed in that we fly on for the kale. Um, and then once it's leveled off, um, it'll just, we'll go in and direct drill it. So for the kale crop, before you go into it, is there any spraying? Do you spray off the resident vegetation? Or? Yep. Yep, so is so that just a roundup spray? Yep, just roundup. Yep. yep. And that's yep. an autumn spray. Yep. Just before. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, and that'll be grazed with. Um, yeah, grazed with. Uh, it used to be grazed with our hoggets, um, but now we're at the end of our development. Um, yeah, it'll be grazed with uh, ewes or something like that. Okay, and yeah. so then um, we've got it prepared. We've got it sprayed off. We've got the kale. We disc the kale out, or what do we do with the kale? To uh, then prepare a lucerne seed bed. Yeah, on the on this um, on the second year, it'll be uh, it'll be won't be as um, heavily cultivated, and then it'll be um, uh, compacted and then and then left to settle because we need that um, really good seed bed for that to go in, um, and it's obviously quite um, important uh, getting the direct drilling right with the lucerne. Um, yeah, if it's not sown at the right depth and stuff, we're finding that yeah, we're not getting a very good strike. Um, and which can be hard with some of the country that's been drilled. Because um, well, a lot of it you don't want to go back to if you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, definitely. Um, so, yeah, and then, uh, so it's sown at um, about 12 kilos to the hectare. Um, and when? Um, uh, we're sowing it in um, early spring. Yep. So, so for you that's sort of October? October, yep. Yep, get yep. it in the ground. Yep, yep. And you're still expecting some spring moisture to come, some rainfall through that September, yep. October, yep. November yep, period, which strikes it. And then yep. as you said to us earlier, you then just leave it to get a bit mature before you put any animals onto yeah, it. Yeah, yep. So uh, previously on some of the um, rolly country like this, we might cut some hay on the first cuts and um, maybe do small bales or something. Or on the, we've got a little bit on the flats that we'll do, maybe do a bit of baleage or something. Um, that will feed to our calves in the autumn, but um, yeah, the rest of the harder hill country that we can't cut anything off, we'll just left to wilt a wee bit, eh? And um, any weed control required during that establishment phase? Uh, not too sure, not really. You, we you, don't you really can't think them. that you've no. had to spray a, a, an establishing crop? No, no. The look on no. your face says that that's an odd phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly yeah. you haven't had to do it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. The preparation has been it's such key. that you haven't yeah, yeah, had yeah. any issues. Yeah. What about insect during establishment? Have you had any? Uh, we do get um, we do get uh, aph um, the aphids. Yep, um, but uh, we haven't had it uh, bad enough to um, have to 
uh, doing anything. So your aphids would come on any of these crops as well as your establishing ones? Yeah. You haven't had a, a failure from cutworms or no. springtails or anything like that? No, no. The only one we did have was um, just dry weather. Yeah, right. yeah. When establishing it, yep. well, I, I, in the last few years we have had the odd spring that never arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't get any yep. rainfall. I seem to remember yep. September, October, November, no rainfall at all. Yeah. So if you'd established yep. one in those years, it's pretty yep. dry. Yep. And and we're we're pretty lucky this year. It's been hasn't uh, it's been a wee bit of a dry um, spring, like the start of spring. But we we're lucky. We had a bit of a, um, a wetter winter, so that moisture was still, and especially the altitude that we're. Um, where we're sowing at the moment, it, it holds on to the moisture, not like these drier, drier points down here. Yes, so, that, and I haven't asked you about that, but what altitude are you sowing at? What, I mean, we're clearly not too high above sea level here. Yep, yep. But how high are we going uh, up that, to? The highest point would be going back up to, um, I think it's about 350, 400 metres. Okay, and that just holds on a bit longer because it gets a bit more moisture as you go on. Yep, and, and it's, I think that's a probably good point to bring up as well with um, that that summer period as well and, and late spring is that we find that our um, we'll have our lambs say like down here you can see it's all flourishing really well but you go up the, the a little bit high and it's slightly behind um, and then but actually the roles re reverse in that summer period so we'll find that we'll graze a lot of these areas off in the in, in spring and then, then move the lambs up a bit higher where the moisture is so you know you still get in those um, bit dewier days up the top there um, that will um, that help the loosen hold on a bit more. And that helps you get a few more animals away, a few more mouths off the farm yep. before the, the dry really kicks in. Yep. And perhaps a final thing, um, I know the development's been going for five years, but is there a, a lifetime for the lucerne stands? Are there any of them that you're thinking, oh, this one's running out, or how are they looking? Yep, so we had um, we had the, the, a couple of these lower paddocks that we actually renewed last year, um, that uh, they they had been in for yeah five years and they were just just been on that lower country and and been intensively grazed. We definitely find that it, it does have an impact. But you know you've heard of people having stands for plenty of years, you know. So um, but but in saying that, we we will try and um, keep on top of renewing it um, within a you know within reason. Um, just as it's uh, can be quite um, intensely intensively grazed so yeah so renewal is what do you go how do you manage that for those stands that have been taken out do they go through a cropping phase or what happens uh, we did one year um, we do one year uh, of cropping for the renewals um, just is to that kale or uh, rape right okay, yep. so some rape, so some yep. rape and, um, and that just um, that just allows us to pick up any of those worm uh, the, the sorry the, um, the weed burdens yep so it just kind of tidies them up um, a wee bit and then um, direct drill back into um, into lucerne and, and generally we don't have to cultivate them because they're already flat You've enough. done the job in the first time yep. so it's actually just, it's a, just pretty straightforward. You, you have a break. Yep. How do you how do you suppress the lucerne that's already in the paddock when you put your rake crop in? Are you having to spray it out? Yep yep so yep we'd have to do a spray um, if not two. Yep it's um, it does come back pretty pretty heavily. Um, it does, um, uh, you know, those animals will, um, it goes back to having a bit of diversity as well, you know, you know, they have a bit of, little bit of lucerne and a bit of rape and stuff, but, and then we tidy that, um, tidy it up with a final spray. Great. So, yep. Okay, thanks.